0: Hello and welcome to the Villa Park Podcast. It's me, Rich, and I'm back with another um, bit of a summer special, latest news roundup. Um, Just to go over the last game with Fulham, the preview in the Brentford game, rounding up the latest Villa news, obviously a departure today. Away kit was released. We are now officially seeded for the Europa Conference League. So what does that mean? And I will have Martin joining me. Uh, he was backstage before. He's just having a, a couple of Wi Fi problems, so he'll jump on in a second. But we've got comments flying in already, so we'll go through that. We'll go through any of your questions or comments as well as the show goes on and, and round up any at the end. Um, for those of you who haven't yet um, seen it, I have released a, a video celebrating the fact that we've hit 2,000 subscribers, um, almost 2,100 now. Um, so as always, do like, do subscribe, but we are. If you watch the um, video um, that I released earlier today, there are some instructions to be in with a chance of winning a home kit or, as aforementioned, newly uh, released away top today, sorry, away shirt or home shirt of your choice with a player name on the back um, of your choice. Uh, all you need to do is follow the instructions in that video. Um, essentially, is to like that video that I have done um, subscribe to the channel and leave a comment on that video. So we want to spread the word of the channel. There's already around 50, 60 comments on it already. So that's great. Um, and your name will go into the hat and it will be drawn out next next Sunday show uh, on the 6th of August. Um, I think after we've played Valencia, we'll obviously do a reaction to that and we'll do the draw for the, for the shirt of your choice. Um, so let's get into some comments. Who's in... Uh, What's this? Is this a song? Uh Holt Enders in the Sky. I think Geordie Villain is on. Uh maybe he's had a few uh Friday night jars. Um that's brilliant. Uh but yeah, Holt Enders in the Sky. Brilliant song there. Good man. Uh Michael Huggins classic. Um, brilliant. Uh that's the, the song there. What's is in the house? Evening, Rich. How are you doing? I'm great, mate. Thank you very much. Rachel, good evening. Uh, great to have you on board. Um, so yeah, let's uh Let's let's chat Fulham. So um, before I get Conor Martin on and his views, um, for me, I thought it was a bit of a scrappy one. Um, obviously, again, a fairly strong team that was that was played. Um, <laughs> that was started. Uh, obviously, Telemans came in um, in midfield alongside Kamara uh, and um, power Torres and uh, and um, What's his name? Diego Carlos at centre back, um, and um, here he is. And and I thought I thought we I thought we started pretty well. Philogene again getting a start on that right hand side. Wendy on that left hand side, um, and Cameron Archer we saw up front. Um, I thought it's obvious it was obviously going to be a different type of game to um, the Newcastle game, but. I thought we were fairly solid, if if a little bit scrappy, Martin. Uh, I
1: only came in when you said Diego Carlos, so... Well, again, yeah, the, just just
0: chatting Fulham, just chatting Fulham game, first half. I, th- I thought generally the game was pretty scrappy. I mean, just going over the first half in terms of who we played, obviously he was pairing Torres and Carlos together. Filagene mm. got his start. Archer, it was nice to see him get a start up front um but obviously it was obviously going to be a totally different game to um the Newcastle game that was extremely open um maybe it was to do with the conditions because uh, obviously it was delayed by about 80 minutes or something like that yeah. but i I, just, I felt it was slightly slightly more scrappy and, and a bit less fluent than the than that Newcastle game
1: yeah i i didn't watch the game now i was watching the highlights so but what I, from what i heard though it was, it was still a good performance overall, you know, clean sheet and everything else. But look, pre-season, I've said it before and I say it again, I don't really read too much into them because I'm just more concerned about players getting their fitness. So young players probably cementing their places for the first team or players who might want not want to move from the club, want to fight for their place. So it's always good to see that. You're going to get scrappy games, you're going to get great games and you're going to get poor games. But that's the whole point of preseason. It's experimenting what you want, how you do things. For the first time, we've probably seen Konza at right back in in a good while. So that was an experiment to be used. You know, Philogene Badez in the wings. He's been looking incredible. John begins from playing in behind the strikers. So like, there's definitely players that can play different positions. So yeah, look, you're gonna get scrappy games in preseason. It happens. So. Mm. For me, it's just more concerned of lads getting their fitness up, getting the walk rate right in before the season starts and cementing a squad for the season to come.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely agreed. Um, obviously Archer, you know, talking points of that first half in particular. Yeah. Cameron Archer, some really good movement, really sharp movement. Obviously, won his penalty, um, got himself up to take it. It would have been a real nice confidence boost for him to, to put it in the back of the net. Was saved and then he kind of missed a chance afterwards. He still got on, on the end of the chance, but yeah. would you would you say that would you say that that might affect him a little bit, or would you say that kind of it's preseason,
1: you know, is what it is, kind of thing? I'd say neither. I, I just say that um, you know, fair enough. He missed a penalty. It was going right in the corner. It was one of them absolutely. It was a really good penalty save. You know, there was nothing. Mm he could do he was putting it in a place and nine times out of ten them type of penalties go in you know when they hit them underneath the hand but in this case, it just hit the post so it kind of fell on the keeper side but I don't think it'll affect him at all I'm not with the attitude of like that's preseason. It is what it is I don't think that'll affect him at all I think he'll look at that like right fair enough keeper probably got a bit lucky but you know and yeah he might have missed a few chances after but I'd be more worried if he weren't there for them chances. You know, because if he wasn't there, we would all be saying, Where's Archer? Why is he on the edge of the 18 air box when he should be making the runs in behind, should be getting his shots away and a goal or two? So I, I've been impressed with him. His movement off the ball has been incredible. Gotten lucky with the penalty. That's all it is to me. So, like I said, I'd be more worried if he wasn't in a position to get him the goals as opposed to being there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, it's it's always one of them, like you said, with with a preseason where we'd be saying, "Oh, great for his confidence to get a goal there on this game," yeah. and and now it's he hasn't scored. It's like, oh well, it, he 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 won't let it affect him. But I'm I'm sure we wouldn't either way. You know, he just takes it as it is. But one player who has really caught the eye in both games and uh, obviously got his goal uh, on um, was it Wednesday night? Uh, yeah, was it Wednesday night or Tuesday night? I forget,
1: Tuesday, I think it was.
0: Um, but anyway, is uh, is Jaden Fillage and um, wow. c- could, could be saving us 30 40 million quid at this rate. I mean, looks totally at home in a villa shirt. Um, <clears throat> again, let's 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 just calm it down a bit. It is pre season, but you can't argue the fundamentals are pace, directness, ability to use both feet. Ability to beat a man, and he seems to have it have it have all those components to his game at the moment. And the way he took his goal was fantastic.
1: Yeah, he, he's, he has been incredible. He's kind of no, normally been the surprise package for the, the preseason, you know. So, um, but and his goal was incredible. I only copped it on Twitter that he did a no look volley. like he looked the other way when he volleyed it. And I would and I didn't even cop that. I just thought I'd seen a volley as I a finish. And then when I seen the highlight of someone saying it was actually a no look, and then you see it and you go, That's just confidence. So like he's flying. So I don't think alone would be even been an option whatsoever for him. I think he has to be in the squad. And Look, like I said, it's, it's pre season. Remember, we were saying this about Leon Bailey. Oh my god, he's gonna hit the heights! And yeah, else. yeah, yeah. No, I but get it. I, I get get yeah. Every game as it comes yes, out, yes, yes, learn from our mistakes and <laughs> yes. try not to make them again. So, yes,
0: but it is nice that you know, a young player like that who's gone out on loan to the championship obviously come out through on a high at Cardiff. He's he's grabbed the ball by the horn, so to speak, and he's like mm. you know, he's looking like he's grasping his chance, which is which is great to see. That's all you can do as a young player, isn't That's All literally all you can do is 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 grasp your chance when you get it. And you know it's interesting to see. I, I mentioned to Gareth on our uh, kind of talking tactics uh, podcast the other day that it's interesting when you bring young players into a into a dressing room, whether, whatever level of football it is, whether it's semi pro or, or professional. There's always that little bit of feeling out period where they're kind of like, they want to see if you're going to mess about on the ball. They want to see if you're going to make the right decisions. And like, there was a few occasions on on Saturday night, um, um, where against Newcastle, where they or Sunday night, where they could have given him the ball. Um, and they maybe didn't. Whereas I felt like on on the other night against Fulham, they were kind of giving him the ball more in, in, in pressured pressurised areas. So you can already see that trust. Building up, and that's only gonna that's only going to increase. But you you bang on what you're saying. You know these games are are fine. You know it's it's when it really matters. If he does get in that first team squad, if he does come onto the pitch in like a Conference League game or even a Premier League game, it's those games where it really matters. You know that's the that's that's the big test. So you know let's see what let's see what he does in the next games. But he certainly puts something in the mind of of, uh, Unai Emery. I'm sure. another player in that first half i will come on to one or two other performances later but i thought i did and again you, you may not have seen too much of this but i thought diego carlos looked a lot more assured um yeah. i think he came under a little bit of criticism maybe unfairly in the in the newcastle match um <clears throat> but i actually thought he looked really assured in the in the first half that he played on on the other night against fulham And obviously was up against uh, a fellow countryman in Vinicius and um, he likes to put himself about. And I thought, I thought Carlos did well. And there was one, one occasion where he sprinted, where he thought Vinicius had got the wrong side of him and he sprinted and just eased him out of the way and then ended up getting the free kick. And you think if you've come back from a really bad injury, like an Achilles injury to do that sprint in a match, you know, that was, that was really, that was really good to see. So You know, he's an absolute monster as well. People forget, like, what a man-mountain he is.
1: Yeah, like, we keep forgetting that he was only, what, injured in that second game of the season last year with an Achilles. And that's, of all things to get, it's an Achilles. And, yeah, you're right in what you're saying, that it was fairly harsh criticism. I always said it was always going to take him a while to get back from that because that's something you need to, to care and nurture. Before you get yourself on the football pitch. And look, he came on against Wolves and done the job, kept the ball. We were pretty much high in possession, but we just couldn't do anything with it at the time. Didn't really make an appearance since because, you know, he's getting his fitness up, everything else. And in the preseason, he's obviously been looking after himself, been looking after the ankle. And first game against Newcastle. Yes, again, I say this is hard criticism, but. The wear time but it did look a little bit sloppy but that's only because he's getting his his fitness back up so that happens so like i think for some people to come around and say oh he's useless now and all this i'm like no the man's only coming back from a, an injury that probably most people could never recover from really because we're not professional footballers we're not exercising every single day of the week and against fulham i thought he really done well He, like you said he handled Vinicius well, from what I can see, he looked solid. He was getting the ball, spraying them, moving it about. He didn't do anything overly complicated, and I hope that comes into the game on Sunday.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate, absolutely. So, um, to the second half, and um, we got to see our main man, uh, our big signing, um, yeah. Mister Diaby, uh, Musa Diaby, and um, he didn't disappoint. Um, he didn't, he didn't do it. He didn't get the ball a lot. Uh, as I say, it moved into that kind of scrappy period where lots of substitutions were made, um, and uh, I think you know Consa was moved back into centre back, and um, Mings Mings came in as well, and then Consa got had a little touch of cramp, and um, uh, Chambers came on, and as Louise came on in that midfield to partner Telemans, we saw Coutinho for the first time in pre-season, but. I think what we got was a taste of of that movement and that ruthless finishing from Moussa Diaby. Yeah, sorry, just what I was there. Uh, Which he uh, ran through. um, And what was pleasing was the diagonal run from, like, outside to in and the straight ball from Louise over the top. And he just latched onto it. One touch on the knee, uh, one touch to control it flicked it out with the knee which was maybe took it slightly away but he just smashed it in the bottom corner and yeah no messing about
1: yeah brilliant goal i mean we, was that like a force impact or something was it pretty I, much yeah I, he had a, he had a, I, I think I he had one of the, yeah he had another little run and then
0: a, a couple of little touches on the ball but we were we were defending quite deep i think maybe purposely to see if we could get that movement in behind Right, and obviously, obviously, it worked quite well. But yeah, I mean, that's that. I think someone's put on Twitter like it was almost like a carbon copy movement of a got a particular goal that he scored for Leverkusen. So he obviously likes that outside also, to up, to inside yeah. diagonal run. Yeah, so you know, yeah, it, but, but but if you've got the pace, so it doesn't matter what run you do, the defender might know exactly what you're doing. But if you've got the pace like he's got, you can't defend against it.
1: Yeah, like it was. It, it, I think it was more of an instinctive run, and Louise just probably seeing it straight away. He says, Yep, this is going over the top, and his finish. What a finish, by the way! Like that, yeah, he had a bit of a stroke of coming off, and he'd taken it away, just making that a little bit harder for the defender. And I noticed as well that he looked up before he had a shot, like he looked up to see where the keeper was, so he was analyzing what. In what in well in match speed, it looked like he was analysing where he was going to put it before he hit it, which is something that we've not really seen with a lot of our strikers at at the moment because they just get there and hit it and kind of hope for the best sort of thing. Sometimes, maybe not Ollie Watkins, but at times I feel like he has like he just doesn't take that time to look up mm. and see where the keeper is. Where Diaby just done that straight away and he just hit it in the bottom corner and a brilliant finish as well. Like you know, so. They're the types of goals that if, if that's what's going to happen, that's going to be the case. But I don't think he played as a winger that night. I think he was kind of in behind Ollie Watkins. He was.
0: He was. He was in behind Ollie Watkins. I think Kellyman was out on that right-hand side after mm-hmm. I think a little while. And Coutinho was over on the left drift, drifting in. But Kellyman didn't get as many touches as he probably would have wanted. But like I say, the game was very, very scrappy. Both teams gave it away quite a bit. Um, and it was like it, it descended into kind of typical pre-season f- fare, really. I know, know Martin has made a couple of good saves towards the end, which yeah, was all good. great
1: good, especially.
0: Yeah, um, and and also just finally, I will get to everyone's comments. I just thought we'd finish the game and then and then read through everyone's comments. Um,
1: we do love you, don't worry, folks.
0: We do, we do, promised, promised. Um, uh, but uh, I thought that um, I thought that Yuri Tielemans had a great game. Uh, Yeah, I obviously played the The full game. Yeah, yeah, I'd saved him till the end and uh, I mean for all the the kind of comments about him not being fit or being overweight or whatever, I think that, I mean, it's got to be a load of rubbish. I mean, the the, the amount of ground he covered in the game on on Wednesday night or Mm. whenever it was, I mean and then to play the 90 minutes and to keep that ball flowing and you know, he, he just looked. He just looked like he's been in a Villa shirt for for two or three seasons, let alone two games.
1: Yeah. Like how old is him he again? He's twenty five, isn't he? 25 26. 25, 26, Yeah. Right. So, because what I'd seen, he for someone who of his age of twenty five, has over five hundred appearances in football. Yeah, someone said that. It's crazy. Right. Oh, you can't. I wouldn't say that he's poor. Well, what I could say is that he was probably bunked out because. He's constantly been playing at like the high level since he's seventeen. So like when you're going and you get to a stage where you just you need a few weeks break. And with Leicester, it was when he came in, he was starting every single game. Like there was no games where Tealiman just wasn't playing. So he he was probably burnt out. And the fact that he's come to pre season now with Aston Villa, and I've I've seen some of the work he's been putting in. The man's been grinding in the gym. He's been Emery's whipped him into shape, and in fairness, I think against Newcastle he only played about twenty minutes, which preseason, yeah. you know, because he's getting to get his fitness up and all that. Yeah, and then I thought he was great. Like, did you see that Mike Duck thing that he did?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was
1: savage. And his ar- his uh, arms look weird though when he's running. Like yeah, his arms look really weird. Yeah, but, yeah. But I um... you know what the funny thing was about that the well, right? I've noticed and they've for fresh move. But the lads running at them at a hundred miles an hour in the camera. Like you could just see Newcastle players going and I'm like, how the hell does he think he has for five seconds to have a touch of the ball? But yet he gets it and it's gone straight away. Like
0: yeah, well it it, show, um, it shows you it shows you how much you have to think, how much spatial awareness these players have to have, how quickly you have to think before you get the ball where you want to pass it and how much you have to rely on your players to be, be in where the you position where, you, where you're passing it. Yeah. So that's yeah. why Emery works on those set passes, those set moves and all that, because yeah. y- y- like you say, you don't get the time. I mean, they're so fast, like running without the ball um, to close you down that you, you've literally got to pass it first time and you've got to pass it into an area rather than to a player. So if we were to step onto that pitch, we would need like, two three four seconds to like decide even where we wanted to pass it whereas they have to do all of that
1: within the space of like point That's four second. a second yeah like, and another thing as well is that it's, it's like for them to think of that it, it feels like alan from the hangover like you know even all the mathematics are going, yeah like, yeah 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 when i was looking at the camera i was going 90 i was like like yeah. I didn't know what to be thinking, like, but in fairness to him, it just goes to show that's the standard and that's only a preseason game. Yeah, it's not being like up on your yeah. chest and you see um
0: like, so. especially especially as well. Like obviously there's parts where Emery likes to slow the game down. Mm. But when it gets quick, when they want to play that ball through the through the thirds, you've got to be so quick. Yeah, um, and especially happening against
1: Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because you might only get those one or two chances in the game as
1: well and you've got to make them count, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Tielemans against Fulham, I thought it was absolutely sensational. Like, it just goes to show that the squad depth is really important and the competition as well. To think Tielemans is obviously thinking right. There's Ramsey, there's McGinn, there's Kamara, there's Louise. I want to make sure I'm one of them players on the the team. And so with the other boys. So it's good to see the competition like Buendia against Newcastle. It was oh, a good man sen- sensational, yeah. Sensational. Like, and he wasn't,
0: he wasn't so good, exactly. at, wasn't Buendia, good the yeah. other night. He wasn't so good the other night, but it is what it is, isn't it? I would yeah. like to see a little more. I'd I'd love to see him, obviously, when it comes to the Premier League, put two or three of those performances in a row together. That's what I want to see from Buendia, because we know he's got that ability. Um, so get he's, got, he's also got that He's also got that kind of inconsistency. Uh, here he is, Mr. Mr. George Fowler, the legend himself. He's in the dugout tonight. Hole. Yeah, yeah. Evening, How boys. Are you How you doing? doing?
1: Good. Good, mate. All good, man.
0: All good. We're just finishing off on the Fulham game. Um, so I'll go through some... Um, I'll go through some comments, mate, and then we'll get get your kind of general thoughts on it if you if you caught it or if you caught the highlights. So Michael says, I've been impressed with what I've seen so far. Emery's working on a few few things, so not focusing too much on performance, but we got the win. Um, David at night said, anyone else thought Telemans being mic'd up was like hardcore Henry? <laughs> um, Lee said, when our back four is that changed, uh, where a lot of our possession starts, it's going to be scrappy while they figure it out. Mings and Contra are a well-oiled machine, as is the rest of last season's team. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael said, Archer's head never drops. Um, let's have a look. Uh Rachel says, "You can see a plan with Emery. Some things are transferring on the pitch, and some aren't. We are growing and learning, and that is superb to see. I think we we covered that a little bit as well on um on the Talking Tactics show with with Gareth, where you know he t- spoke about it from a uh, from an analyst perspective and said, you know, sometimes as, as as obviously we all look at kind of players perform individual players performances as supporters, and obviously the result." Whereas a coach and the analysts will will have like four or five or six objectives in the game that they want to get out of it. So it might be like specific passing moves, it might be a set piece routine, it might be like a, a way of kind of getting out out as a unit from defence. They'll have certain things that they want to work on that we maybe won't see. So that's that's right in terms of what Rachel says. Where there's certain plans that they'll want to get out from game. So yeah, good point. <clears throat> geordie villain says academy is really producing at the moment yeah. um angel wing said Bedace is so great um definitely playing well gary good to have you on board mate Philogene has done an archer and come from nowhere good for him um and also rachel added i thought Philogene will be sold but no i don't know that is exciting to see what happens uh, evening dunk good to have you on board Philogene uh, is something different with, with flicks and tracking back. I hope he gets a go. Um, Adamski's in the house. Good evening or oh, good morning, mate. Um, Carlos was poor first game, but 100% better against Fulham. I totally agree. Uh, Michael said, I don't understand those people who criticise our players in pre-season. Yeah, you said that yourself, Martin. Yeah, um, Thank you, Michael. We see uh, I die
1: always.
0: Yeah. Duncan said, top debut from DRB. Shall be ordering our shorts... Our shirts shortly. Try saying that when you've had a few. Uh Sean Braddock <laughs> said sure think, that thinking that Dina probably going to be out the door when JBP scored. He didn't want didn't to appear to want to celebrate as a group. It was lovely to see Carlos ushering back to the group. Nice to see youngsters taking chances. Yeah,
1: I think Dina's going to be over, I think it's probably a bit overlooked because you celebrate with some of the lads and obviously celebrated with J JPD and he was walking away like he felt he'd done his bit of celebrating, but like, I yeah, just... I,
0: I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's no, I don't think anyone's going to go massively over the top in a pre season game, but it was great to see a young young player score. But I think Dini is going to have to be used. I, I don't see, I don't see that left back spot being, being up, up for kind of a new player coming in, and, you know, obviously. And I think those two will be rotated because of the, the amount of games that we're hopefully going to be playing. Um, Carlos says uh, Duncan said Carlos needs lots of game time to get sharp. Agreed. Um, Gary said we need Doku or Nonto to take the pressure off Diaby as well f- as cover for injuries. We'll get, we'll get into that in a little bit in terms of um, transfers. Um, and yeah, Duncan, we've got some transfer rumours to come. Um, what have we got? Willie Moyes is in the house. Evening, guys, I think Diaby and Telemans could light up the league for us with Emery this year. Absolutely. That'd be great. Uh, Telemans was man of the match. Uh, Ni- Niall says Doug, assist was different gravy. Um, Michael said they must have had some workout as they were all wet through. Yeah. I noticed that the shirts are ridiculous. Um, don't think Olsen will be off. Unfortunately, uh, DRB's arms are huge. Said Adamski. Uh, he yeah. definitely looks strong. A little pocket rocket, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, Duncan said Tielemans gives something different to the side um, Nigel we'll come to your comment later when we cover some of the transfers uh, consistency is key for some of our players says Michael yeah absolutely um, John Lawson says never used to watch the shape of the team during games but with with this can really appreciate the work done on the training ground um, That's that's a, that's a that's a great point I'll come to you George like I, was, I mentioned this on i think it was our last show martin and i'll, so like I say, I'll come to you george but you can it's so good to see like <clears throat> clearly moves that are practiced on the training ground coming to light and creating not only chances but goals with this team you know like when you see them like passing it through the thirds in midfield or like defense splitting passes it's almost like refreshing to see as a
2: villa fan yeah definitely i mean it's like um it's all slowed down a little bit now, isn't it? Which you know, some people might say, "Oh, I'm not, not too sure. It's all too slow and boring." But when they do slow it down, you can literally, like you just said, you can see it all pass for pass. You can see the thinking and the move, and you know, and it doesn't matter the pace of it because it's we're still getting through teams. So it's yeah, it's it's been good. It's you can you can definitely see the uh, tactical plan a lot clearer, literally from yeah. the back all the way you know all the way through to the forwards. 100%
0: mate 100%. Um just just touching on the Fulham game. I don't know if you caught it much. Or, and then we'll move into like the preview in the Brentford game a little bit. But what did you kind of what were your general thoughts on the on the Fulham game and not uh, moving on from that Newcastle performance previously?
2: Well, I'll tell you what it was funny. I've, I've had the week off work, so I've been out here and I've been pretty much staying out here in the cabin like because I wanted to watch the games. <laughs> so, so. But um, obviously it was a bit of a delay with the Fulham Fulham one. <laughs> I'm on the old sofa mart I've been living the dream. nice 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 but I because uh, it was uh, the kickoff was obviously delayed wasn't it so I've fallen asleep and I just literally I've woken up once in the whole 90 minutes opened my eyes and Philogene scored <laughs> so I've seen, seen the goal watched <laughs> the highlight I watched, watched the replay and then rolled back over and went back to sleep
1: <laughs> you know what you should do when you go to the, the Park just fall asleep and wake up and see a goal
2: yeah yeah, but um, yeah, no, I've obviously, I've watched the second half highlights yesterday again, yesterday morning, and yeah, I thought it was, it was, you know, it was just quite reasonably controlled, wasn't it? We look, we looked all right, as I, I, I love the, the um, the Diaby goal. I mean, he looks, yeah. it was just, it was power, pace, and ruthless finishing, wasn't it? That yeah. finish was just, just told me this fella ain't messing around like none of this cute little chipping over the keeper or whatever, just bang straight. Hard low oh, in the corner. Oh, oh, oh. You know, it was, it was a great goal. And, you know, I'm, I'm quite excited um, to see what he's going to bring to us now. Um, I was a bit probably, you know, I say alarmed because I know it's pre-season, but we did give up quite a few chances to Fulham, didn't we? Towards
0: the end. Towards yeah, the end we did, I don't know whether yeah. we just
2: tired out or, the yeah. weather, you know, the conditions. But I thought we did get a little bit sloppy, but, you know, we got away with it and got a decent win, so onwards and upwards.
0: Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I think it was, it was interesting to see kind of a little bit of stoppiness at the end, but I think some of the young players, and I think, I think it might be Lee who commented earlier about kind of changing over that defense quite a bit. Um, yeah. It, it, it kind of leads to a little bit of a lack of fluidity, but it was, it, Emery's Emery's comments were that we gave the ball away far too, far too cheaply. Um, and yeah, maybe it was a fact of, you know, Diaby coming in, Coutinho coming in for his first game again, one or two other players so it was it was maybe just a little bit of that really just, just needing to sharpen up um but yeah moving on to kind of um actually a couple of comments lee said it doesn't have to be a hundred miles an hour villa fans are getting an education as well as the players
2: yeah
0: definitely um so yeah I def- definitely agree um tristan's in the house big up Richard Martin and and now uh George I hope everyone's good we are great mate and thank you for jumping on um yeah previewing Brentford Martin so We've obviously seen a couple of – we've obviously seen Carlos. I, I guess the key positions at the moment for us, I think the fullbacks are fairly fairly straightforward. Goalkeeper, we know, and he's obviously going to play a half here and a half there. Centre-back pairings. So, obviously, we've seen Torres and Carlos, and we've seen pretty much Mings and Konza, even though Konza had to go off injured. So, I think he probably won't play the next game in the Chambers. But do you think we'll see? Do you think we'll see a Mings and Torres, or a Mings and Carlos, or, or, or do you think, or even a Chambers? And then do you think we see Diaby and Watkins up front properly from the start, or do we see a Diaby and a, an Archer? Um, yeah, how how do you see him kind of mixing these partnerships up where these positions are, might not be
1: fully nailed down? Mm. I probably wouldn't put two centre-backs with the same feet. I wouldn't put two left-footed centre-backs together or two right-footed centre-backs together. So if anything was going to be rotated, I'd probably see a Carlos and Ming or a Konza and Torres. And that would probably be the shake-up because personally myself, I'm a big believer of having a left-footed centre-back on that left side. Because it's easier for him to open up his body as opposed to someone who's right footed, would more or less it's just instinctiveness. He touches on the inside, which is only leading him back himself into trouble. So I if it's gonna be a shake up, I might see Carlos and Mings and maybe Cond and Torres, if he's gonna do any experimenting there. In terms of the up front, I'd probably I'd actually like to see Diaby and Archer. I think it's good for Watkins to have himself a few breaks here and there and just concentrate on the finishing and the training, you know, let the younger lads get their games. And So, but you never know. We could see Watkins did that against Newcastle. So we could see the Abbey and Watkins from the offset. And look, I wouldn't be against whatever Unai Emery does in pre-season. Like I said earlier, it's, it's all about experimenting, getting the players' fitness up. And, but the only bit, and I would agree with you on the centre-half pairing, that, the only thing I would like to see him shake up is making sure a left-sided centre-back who's left-footed stays there, and a right-sided centre-back who's right-footed he stays there. Let's not put two right-footers together and two yeah. left-footers. Together. You don't That's want just, to do like, yes,
0: you don't want to do square pegs in round holes, dear. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, George, midfield now. Um, obviously we've seen Teemans have, have a really good game in the last game. He obviously he played ninety minutes, so. I think we'd struggle to see him play another ninety minutes um, on that on that sense. Uh, but he played really well. But obviously you've got him, you've got K- Kamara, you've got Louise, you've got McGinn, um, and then you've got Coutinho now, and you've got Bentea. All, all kind of vying for those, you know, midfield attacking midfield options. What what do you, how do you see him balancing that up? You know, moving into these next couple of games, um, because I've been I think Kamara's been uh, we know the quality of Kamara we know how good he's going to be, but it, and also we know the quality of McGinn. But, it, but if I'm being really picky, I think those two have probably been the quieter ones of the of the of the players in preseason. So, you know, it's it's up to them to kind of up their performances and up the up to the other ones to kind of push their way into the thought. So, how do you see him kind of balancing that midfield?
2: I don't really know, mate. It's yeah. a tough one that you've got so many options, and with the amount crazy, of stuff we're doing
0: about that, yeah, it's I'm crazy. It
2: is a good headache. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when I'm watching the pre seasons, and it's just sub after sub after sub, it's very hard to sort of keep track of what what you even started with. So you know, we've got the options there for the season coming in. So it's you know, it's obviously a, a good problem to have. I mean, obviously, Buendia had a really good game against Newcastle, didn't he? Yeah. You know, as we were saying on our group chat, you know, I think he was a bit of a kick up the arse. You know, with the the signing, and he realizes he's gonna have to double up to get get into the side this year. But yeah, Telemans looked, He got, You know, I said the other day about him being shot with the amount of football he's played over the last few years. I mean, you know, he, he shut me up, didn't he, against? as uh, I what I watched the cam thing with the, the cam on Telemans? Yeah, we were. what. About that. Oh, the fitness and the and the energy and the it was fantastic. He played really he well.
1: Need of the Newcastle lads who were coming at him. For us, we'd be probably shitting
0: ourselves, but like yeah. for him, he's just kind of composed. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, he's he's a quality footballer. There's no doubt about it. And yeah, I think, I think he's he's putting a, a thought in Emery's mind. I'm sure in terms of that that midfield too. You know, I think it's probably Louise and one other. I think Louise is the main man now in that in that midfield. Yeah. Like, Do you think so? Do you to... not think
2: it will be Kamara once? Um, obviously, he had that injury, didn't he? But I'd yeah. say he's probably the main man.
0: And he, I think, I think, I think, I just think the way the way that they've got in Paris, I think Louise is the main the main man now. Not, I mean, I love Kamara. Don't get me wrong. I just, I just think that Louise is now kind of up there as the probably hmm. that main player who's going to. And then I think it'd be Louise, and it will probably be Louise and Kamara, right? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But I do think Tielemans is probably pushing Kamara for that for that shirt. And then further forward, obviously he's been playing McGinn in that kind of area, drifting yeah. in from the right or playing he in behind. Play
1: Watkins.
0: Too, so. <clears throat> say it, say that again.
1: Like Tielemans can play that area too, so He I can, can
0: he can, but I just I don't see him doing it. I just I just don't I think he's too good in possession. I think he's too good at, at kind of Players, anyway. yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. think there's going to be a lot
2: more, um, changes this season. Like, um, you know, players not settled teams not always playing like, yeah, five, six games in a row, just completely more interchangeable, especially mm-hmm. with the uh, the Europa, which is, which is what we happens.
1: need. How many years have Villa been we've had a great 11 yeah. and only two players sitting there on the bench that right you can impact the game and you can impact the game, but then when you look at everybody else, you're going. Right, what do I do from here? Because it's great now to look at the bench and go nice right a bit of them. there, isn't it? Yeah, great you've, you've, you've got to make
0: yeah, you you've got to be able to make five subs, and those five subs have to be able to impact the game. We've had games where we haven't where he's been scared to make any substitutions. Yeah, um, Dean Smith
2: was like that very much, wasn't
0: he? Yeah. So it's it's mad. Look, I've got loads of comments, so let me let me um let me go. There's one there, you might get confused. That's what's not there. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, um, but guys, um, that. we've got we've got nearly a hundred people watching, which is phenomenal on a Friday night. I mean, you must surely you've got something better to do on a Friday night than watch we'll just ramble on about Villa, but it's <laughs> phenomenal to see. Um, so please do hit the like button. I'm not sure how many likes we've got, but please hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, help us on the road to 3K now. Um we're over 2K. We've done a 2,000 subscriber giveaway, so look out, watch that video that I've done. You basically need to watch the video, like the video, sub- make sure you sub to the channel and comment on that video for a chance to win. If you do want to donate to the channel, um, please hit the dollar sign at the bottom. It all goes to help the channel grow and help us to do lots of other things. We've got um, Max, who's behind the scenes. He's helping us with a lot of editing. We're looking at getting some new theme tune music, boys. So we're looking at that. We're looking at lots of things. So anything helps us kind of really develop the channel. Um, And uh, if you want to become a member as well, hit that button at the bottom and follow the instructions to join. And it's just $1.99 a month to become an official Villa Park pod follower. So, um, yeah, let me just go through some comments. Um, Duncan's asked a question. um, Will Emery try a back three for the game against Fulham?
2: Anyone got any? Right I suppose it's gonna to have to be tried at some stage, isn't it? But with having those four quality centre backs that we've got, I mean we're gonna have someone's not gonna be happy for most of this season, are they? So I think we know Konza can do a bit of a job on the right as well. So I think yeah, I think at some stage, the river it'll be this one, but one of these friendlies, he will have to try it.
0: Mm, it might be the Brentford game to do it. They they sometimes play a three at the back, don't they? So it could it could be that. Uh, Captain Ravioli uh, Morning from New Zealand, gents Great content as as always Brilliant mate, it's great to have you on Nigel says Carlos looked a bit sharper Adam says it's great we have centre-back depth but I hope we don't chop and change at the back too yeah. often Yeah, you, ca- you can't do that with your centre-backs uh, it's funny, says, isn't it? You, you, want, you
2: want that in midfield but not so much defense I
0: know, in defense. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Gary says I think Torres and Kansa won't play together as well as Mings and Carlos May- Maybe so maybe so um martin leonard different martin leonard says well done on hitting uh 2 000 subscribers lads thank you very much that's, um uh,
1: that's me dad hey
0: nice one oh yes 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 yeah we, dance-
1: it, it's 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 a story it's story for different night. Like, uh, i'll let the comments go through
0: yeah no good man good man i think i think i remember it Adam says we will see something similar to the Newcastle lineup, seeing as we play them first match, I imagine. Yeah, but we've got obviously Lazio and Valencia, Valencia. Come, which we'll, we'll talk next week a bit more about that because I've, I've kind of got my thoughts on that because the two the games are like only two days apart. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Um, uh, let's have a look here. Mike, uh, duh, 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 duh. Michael says, with the three signings made, it has presented us with so many different options. Definitely. Uh Rav, Captain Raviola says so many options. Brilliant. Um, Gary says Buendia, so it's it's still so inconsistent. Fab against Toon, but poor against Fulham. Yes, it's what I said. Um Captain Ravioli says, Don't forget Philogene Bidets. He's like in the king of pre-season, Philogene Bidet's isn't he? Every pre-season he
2: just comes he comes alive,
0: Comes through, doesn't he? Yeah. Rich says again, do you think we'll play three at the back? to right, um Ming's middle and Torres left. Uh, maybe, maybe so. Lee says Emery will choose horses for tactical courses with our Midfield. Yep. Definitely so. Uh, mm. Nigel said Brindia had space against Newcastle. Fulham squeeze him out. Yeah, I, I, I did think that. They oh, were like, in yeah,
1: games.
0: different tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary said if we end up get far in Cups, we could end up playing 60-odd games this season. Yeah, definitely. And that's great having those options for a
2: squad. Until I mean, we draw Man United.
0: <laughs> yeah, Rachel said, Louise has come into his own as a footballer. And uh, really said, know, he said,
2: Dougie looks really strong.
0: Louise sets our tempo. so a lot of love for Douglas Louise at the minute. Yeah. Dunk says a 4-1, 4-1 formation now. Kamara between the defence and midfield. It could I be. Could, yeah, that so could work. Could work. Um, yeah. There's a few talk about Tyler Adams, so I'll come to that in a bit. Um, Michael said, I must add we have, we have a squad now and everyone will get a chance. Um we'll talk that. Gary said we still had two goalies on the bench. Um, we did, we did, yeah. And Leon mm-hmm. Bailey joined up now though, so maybe uh this maybe that'll be just one on the bench. Dale says evening or late as ever, just woke up. <laughs> Join the club with George, you might as That's well <laughs> like me <didn't>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Later <to> never,
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly, mate. Better late than never. Uh PJ said Philogene Vidase has to hang around for this season. Yeah, definitely. Dale says fell asleep putting the little villain to bed no problem mate you support uh, us loads on on Twitter as well so great that you jumped on my first day of- yeah uh Saturday morning in New Zealand yeah uh, nice good far commitment. ahead of us there um better than talk about the villa exactly mate exactly Howard's in the house good evening lads villa chat is always needed definitely um McGinn can lift a trophy on Sunday ah yes Yes, yes, yeah, yes. So if we win, win,
2: we, we, win, win. we win the, the summer series.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, we're getting some love for the music. Keep the music.
2: Yeah, yeah. Music. Oh, maybe I think you should probably keep that, Rich. That's okay, what well, we've look. always been about, isn't it?
0: Okay, oh, yeah, I'll give, I'll give, every, I'll give everyone the option. Okay, I'll put, I'll put the song on, and then we'll see, see what people think.
2: Or you could do a new uh, one just for the end. So yeah, yeah, a Different one at finish.
0: Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, Jason all the big clubs have fantastic players that sit on the bench. You have to fight for your place. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Terry's a Spurs fan in the house. I think Villa have spent well. Spent well great squad. For me, fifth or maybe fourth. Wow. Paul's getting carried away already. Villa for the title.
1: I love you, all for that but let's calm down a bit. Yeah.
0: Filigree today seems to be a type of player. Where the levels get better the le- better the level of opposition. Yeah, and I think he's also like like every winger. If he beat, if he if he knows he's got the beating of his man, he'll 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 uh, he'll have a great game. Um, but he's got great pace, like, which I like. Um, Rich says ninety watching less than twenty likes. Come on, I'm not going to say what he said, but hit the like button. There you go. Do what Rich says. Yeah, I'll don't, say- know.
1: <laughs> don't know what he
0: said. Just do what Rich says. Get let's get those likes up. Can we get? We've got 93 watching now. Can we get up to 50 likes? At least 50 likes. Um, John says, "Bidace, Aaron Ramsey, Archer, and many others coming through our youth policy seems to be working. With the experience of the players he has brought in, the squad looks incredible." Yeah. I mean, just just in general, uh, Martin. I mean, it is. It is. I'm sure some of them will go out on loan, but you look at the quality of these young players. Mm. It, it, it is it is great to see. I mean, we we were kind of thinking on oh, when Chukumecha went, and a couple of other players didn't quite, you know, Reiki went, and a, and a couple of others, you know, went uh, went by the wayside. We thought oh, maybe the academy has being being dropped off, but some of these players are fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable, and I think the surprise package for me with the academy players has been the days because. It's been slightly under the radar from him because we've always been looking at Archer, Aaron Ramsey. Them two boys have been the pretty much the shining because they've been hitting the form. But Jace has been hitting the exact same form. But he's doing it with Cardiff. So he's he's in the lower ends of the tables, if you will. And excuse me. Kellyman. Unbelievable. Like
2: the chap's seven in. The I've never even heard of him, mate, until the other day. Even he's, the from,
1: he's, he's, he's from up there, the north of Ireland. That's the only shame I could really say being an Irishman. But still, he's a quality footballer. Um, but he he looks fantastic, and I think for him at seventeen, I think a loan move this summer would be perfect for him to get senior experience. Because if he if we only bring him for the preseason and then we put him back in the underages and the twenty ones, it's not really doing anything for his development. Like, don't get me wrong. Under twenty ones, he's still playing with lads probably three, or four years older. I, I want to see him in maybe in a top non-league team, League Two, where he can get experience playing with stronger lads, get himself a bit more physical in the gym, and you know, getting the confidence play in playing senior football before he comes back to us and see how he gets on. Then, so I think a long move for kellyman is, is is the option is now, and I think that would be perfect. All.
0: Yeah, agreed. Well, comments there. Gary says, Kellerman looks fantastic. Dale says, Kellerman looks to be a good prospect, already being watched by Northern Ireland at 17. We've got high uh-huh. hopes. Yeah, Reiki says, said going to Leicester. Um, Alan says, thank God for our owners and manager and his team up the mighty villa. Um, got a couple of questions there that I'll start for later. Um, <clears throat> Tony says, hope our youngsters make it. IEG, Philogene and Cameron, etc. Is our new academy open now? I'm, I'm not sure if it's fully open, the one at, next to Bellow. the city one. Well, yeah, oh, no, it's not. The same thing. Uh, Nigel said he's from England, but qualifies for Northern Ireland as well as others. Archer will be great. Um, yeah, Adamski said same. Never heard of him, but he's come through. Yeah, he's done he's done brilliant. And um, there's that um that striker as well, isn't there? Is it that? Is it Rory Wilson, I want to say? Who's
2: in yeah, the yeah. Probably got from Rangers, right?
0: Rangers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Geordie Villan, there are a few under-21s who could be dipping in and out of the main squad this season. Um, Yeah, Shane, I'll come to that as well. Uh, We'll talk kind of transfers and sales in in a second. Um, But yeah, Mike said we've got to take care of him. Um, Yeah, definitely so. Definitely so. Geordie Villa said Reiki, not making it a Villa was a surprise. He really dropped off last season. He did. Hope it does well for the Foxes. Yeah, obviously, we hope, hope any player does really well. And it's good that they're making a, a name for themselves in the game. Um, so before we go into transfers, just wanted to, uh, I think it was, um, who was it who asked the question? Uh, Captain uh, Ravioli, thoughts on the new away kit? So here it is uh, in its, all its glory. Obviously, released today. Out of the blue, really. I think they they mentioned Louis Barry going out on loan to Stockport and then and then jumped in with the, the away kit. Um, what What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm I'm not like a massive one for having major opinions on kits, but yeah, you know, it's pretty nice, isn't it? I think. I don't mean. I don't mean it's very offensive to anyone. Really, it's pretty smart. It's all right. I
2: don't mind it. I'd give it about six and a half, maybe seven out of ten. It's it's all right. I think that. Do you know what it is? You get so many mock-ups during the summer that yeah. people make up, and, I, and for some reason, their shirts are always better than what eventually does come out. But, yeah, yeah that's that's it's not too bad, mate. got we've had worse, that's for sure. I that's think crazy.
1: it's one of them. we're looking at it now, and well, it looks lovely, it looks all right, but I think this one will really grow on us because I think that's probably one of the best away kits we've had in recent times. Would
2: like, if I change the shorts, I would go Claret shorts myself, but... Yeah, the blue. Maybe we will in some I agree.
0: Games. Yeah, I think the blue sometimes looks a bit wishy, like well, wishy washy, yeah, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, because when I was looking at the video release, and I don't know if it was the lighting or whatever, and the Villa admin obviously had the white ball emoji, but I was looking at the jersey, I was like, it looks a bit grey. It doesn't look white at all, and only because of the lighting. But then when I seen when they were sitting in the sun, the white was beaming off for sure. So like,
2: right. Like, fair yeah, I thought so, that, you remember the kazoo one we had a couple of years ago. I think it was a third shirt and that was a you know it had all patterns on it as well, but it was kind of an off-white colour. I wasn't sure if it was the same as that or not. The white one with a yellow yeah. remember
1: Yeah, but it looked it looked different colour, just probably from the, the lighting
2: or whatever it was. Yeah. But I think it's gonna be one of them jerseys that's
1: really gonna grow into the fans and it's and it's, probably gonna be saying it's one of the best kids we've had in a while. Well, I
0: we're yeah. well in it, certainly. Exactly, mm. exactly. Uh, Jay said kit looks a bit odd, take time to get used to it. Duncan likes the new strip. Uh, Gary said he just doesn't like white. Um, uh, what else have we got? Uh, Nigel said it looks like a texture of kitchen roll. It does <laughs> look a bit weird, like, behind it. I, I don't know. It must be a lion or something. It's got a bit of lion. You know
1: what it is? It's because we've not seen it in person yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason said, we always have a nothing kit for a year or so, then revert back to a tra- traditional kit. John says, we always do well in a white away kit. I love it um rachel really likes the away kit um adamski says love the new kit a claret color, color would have been uh fire yeah. and geordie said i'll be buying the white first so a lot of love for it's it Ah, oh, aston,
2: aston hall
0: okay right. no did the kit launch
2: was in aston hall
0: ah was it ah fair enough fair enough oh, um, and there's funny. a pattern and it looks uh yeah very smart um, Gary said it was the camo white with kazoo on that's what I was nightmare about, to yeah. wash. There you go, yeah, um,
1: that is a nightmare to wash. Yeah. I'll barely um, won mine.
0: better than the Arsenal away. Where who are they trying to be the new Aston Villa? Um, oh, I'll it the best for a while. Um, how do I join as I'm using my phone to watch? I think yeah, if you go into the comments. There, if you go to the comments at the bottom, there's a dollar sign. If you click that, there's some options for you, and I think you can either donate or join. Um, so yeah, have have a little look at that. I'll post, I'll also post the link in the chat. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I say, kits are kits, aren't they? It's just have you has anyone seen the new Man United away kit?
2: Oh, dreadful.
0: <laughs>
2: what are I mean, they, they doing do some with really that? Cool kits Man United, they the last. No, 10 no, years no. Or so.
1: You know what it looks like? It looks like the very liquid bottle just put into a jersey.
2: It's horrendous. I've done some really bad ones. I hate that that team viewer sponsor, it just looks looks so cheap and tacky.
1: Yeah. I love how the United fans had the cheek to say that the Arsenal away jersey was rotten. And look at theirs. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> someone did a um someone on Twitter did a thing. you'd be too you'd probably be too young for this, Martin, but it was like a free Deirdre Barlow from um <laughs> from Coronation Street, like, and had Deer behind the bars, like, of the of the Man United kit. <laughs> it said, like, free Deer Jubalo, which was fantastic. I, I really like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the internet's just crazy for things. Um
1: Glad to see I still have my youth on my side.
0: Yeah, exactly, mate, exactly. Yeah, yeah, lost on you, man. Um, But, yeah, you could be in with a chance of winning the away kit, guys, the away shirt. So, um, with your choice of player name or n- and number on the back, or you could go with no name or number. So, But you could also choose to have the home kit. So you're in with a chance of winning. You All you need to do is watch the, the video that I did earlier today. Um, and you need to like the video, comment on the video, and make sure you are subscribed to the channel. Um, and then you'll go into the draw, and the, we'll draw the name out of the hat or on the random computer, uh, live on the show next Sunday. Um, So plenty of time to do it, but just uh, make sure you get in in with a chance to win it. Um, I've put the link to join as a member in the chat. So if anyone wants to click that link and go for it from there. Um, So let's talk. Let's talk. Let's just round up some of the transfer news. So obviously, um, Mr. Wesley Moraes left today. We all thought it was uh, Watford George on loan. I thought it was the the same as well. That was all the rumours. Um, but turned out he's going to Stoke on a on a permanent transfer for on a year one year contract. I mean, bit of a strange one, but fair play to him. Um, obviously, wish him well. And I don't know if we've got a transfer fee out of it or anything like that. But um, obviously, good for him for him to get to actually get a move.
2: Yeah, so you know what, it's real shame in it what what happened there with Wesley. You know, one just innocuous challenge one day at Burnley he was just finding his feet. He'd scored already that day, hadn't he? You know, he was playing really well. Yeah, and all of a sudden, bang, that's, you know, he's lost, what, nearly three years of his career. I mean, I think the writing was on the wall coming back. He was never really going to play for Villa again, was he? You know, I think he's had a couple of loans that haven't really done much abroad. Yeah, God knows where Stoke have come from in all of this, but, you know, a chance for him to maybe get his uh, get himself back playing again, hopefully regularly, in a you know, lower, lower down into, into a the championship and um yeah, hopefully he hopefully can try and re- repair his career and get back some years i mean he must be about 26 now is he 27 yeah he's got to be got to yeah, be so, yeah best of luck to him
0: yeah yeah uh, i know you set put a bit, a bit of a message on twitter martin i mean it was we talked a little bit about him the other day with regards to kind of that season where he, i think he got six goals so far in that season when we just about stayed up and he had a good game against burnley and then that horrible tackle against him from Ben Me and uh, the rest, as I say, is history. But I think good that he's got back. We saw the picture. Looks like he's lost a lot of weight. He's got a 12-month deal. Obviously, prove himself. Can he can he prove himself in the championship? Probably low risk move for Stoke and get his career back on track in, in England. So I think it suits suits all parties well, really, doesn't
1: it? That's it. And I'm a bit surprised why it's only a one year deal. I thought maybe we'd probably would got two. Um, but probably I, 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 I actually, if he gets his
2: form going, Martin, he'll be off again, won't he? If he does well there, he'll, he'll want a bigger club straight away, yeah. Running way. out of time, isn't he?
1: I, I I was really enjoying him, like, I thought he was really physical, just a tag man that was up there and got himself six goals up to January, which, first year in the Premier League, that's actually not a bad return. Hopefully, gets about six more, and you could be talking him in the double digits, but. Unfortunately, we'll, well, not unfortunately. Sorry, uh, we'll always remember from the goal against Everton. Great running behind and just into the bottom corner, and you, that that tackle from then me. It's just. But then again, if that tackle never happened, would we have gotten Oli Watkins? You know that's.
0: Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: know we we'll have to look at these scenarios. Uh, obviously, it is it's what it is to be. You know, so I I really liked them. I I didn't think he put a foot wrong with Villa. It was just an unfortunate serious injury and he was getting a loan because Dean Smith already had all Watkins. Gerard Gerrard didn't rate him apparently and then when Emery just probably thought it should be best for him to get a move if he wants to be playing this football. So I I personally wish him all the best to Stoke and I hope he proves himself. I hope he proves everybody wrong. Yeah,
2: lost in the shuffle a bit, when not he, the last couple of seasons?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever see George Fowler put up a post saying a player's <laughs> going He's not going there.
2: Okay, I've, I've had half of work texting me. Who's this Wesley? Is he any good? Is he this? Is he that? And I, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was as good as done. Never yeah. put the
1: Bob Georgia. Not going into journalism whatsoever. It's obviously
2: not. No, the, dream, the dream's <laughs> over.
0: Um, I did. I did touch on it earlier. I'm just going to leave you this question as just for one minute while I just uh, sort some out. Um, but yeah, Louis Barry obviously signed a long-term deal today. He's gone straight out to Stockport on loan. Um, Gary's mentioned that is he going backwards, or do you think the club really, really want him? Um, yeah, you boys uh you boys simmer on that one for a sec. I'll be back in one second.
1: Okay, I think he's going backwards. I think if you look at it when you're on loan at young age, George, that you start Maybe League 2, League 1, depending on the quality of the type of player you are and how you're rated. And he's gone up to... I don't think he got a championship move, has he not? No, he's at Ipswich,
2: when not he? League 1, and they were like favourites to win the league.
1: Yeah, like, you would you think it's a high end of League 1 that he might get the ground yeah. running, but he hasn't. It, it, then he was returned and he went to MK Dons, who were in the lower end of League 1, and still didn't do anything. He went to Salford in League 2, still how didn't did he, how do anything.
2: did he not do very well at Salford either?
1: Like, he didn't, he didn't do nothing at Salford. He only scored one goal. Either. And now he's in Stockport, who are a non-league team. He's going backwards, in my opinion. And I found it strange for us to extend his contract and then be sent down low immediately. I felt that... Look, I've nothing against the kid, but it just hasn't worked for him. I, I don't think. Like, he was the next big thing. apparently, all of a sudden, when... He was coming from Barcelona. He got himself a debut goal against Liverpool in the FA Cup, and we were thinking, "This is it now." Louis Barry has arrived. Yeah. and that just not been the case whatsoever. Is it probably is he not taking the pressure from the media? Because remember, social media is such a big thing now. Or is is it maybe is his own self confidence? What do you think it is, George? I
2: mean, it's, it's hard to say, really, because you know I don't watch him every week. But the only thing I noticed with him, he just doesn't look like he's got the physical attributes to play, really. It's hard at any any top level because he just looks, he still looks like a little boy when I've seen him. And I just think, you know, he, he obviously can finish and that. And he's he's got a bit about him. But I think, I just don't think he's big enough personally. And then until he grows, which, you know, you, you can't you can't go and buy that in a bag, can you? You know, he just, he just hasn't filled out. And I, I just think he's a boy in a man's game at the moment. And I'm, I'm surprised as well, especially how ruthless we've been. You know, what, what Perslow said the other year about, you know, if they're not making it, they're just going to be gone. So I'm very surprised we've extended his deal. But, you know, they know more than they know more than us and they're watching him every week. So, you know, if, if you know, hopefully he does well at Stockport and uh, there might be a bit of a redemption story coming our way, but we'll see.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And just That's one sh- thing from Dan here, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, he says, I think Louis Barry has done a bit of bad attitude apparently and his old man doesn't help things. What do you think of that one, Rich?
0: It's, I don't know, it's always difficult with things like that, isn't it? Like, you know, there are some parents who kind of want to push their sons and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think he's, he's gone to Barcelona to, to kind of find his game. It was at Albion before that. Then he's come back to Villa. Then he's gone alone here, there. You know, sometimes players just need time to settle and to time to grow into things. Like, sometimes it's best not to be too impatient. One thing yeah. I did notice from him, like when he was holding the shirt, he looks like he's grown a bit. He looks like he's put a bit of like meat on it on the bones, which obviously you do when you, um, you know, when you grow. Um, so it's it's one of those, isn't it, where you know you you, you need you need a parent, um, and I don't know anything about this situation, but in general, you need a parent who's going to push you and support you and take you take you to um you know where you need to go you know obviously the sacrifice that a lot of parents have to make for their kids at these you know to go at these clubs to travel you know the length and breadth of the country sometimes to different countries is is crazy but then but then you also need to be there when they kind of have the 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 bad times and and keep them keep them focused and keep them pushed you don't what you don't want to do is kind of keep that um you know keep that Pressure on too much, and then kind of be the voice for your voice for your child, like and live your live your live their life through you, you know. And that's okay. what we see a lot of the time with a lot of parents. When I was a coach, you know, in a soccer school, I used to see it all the time, you know. And, and the best the best parents were the ones who sat in the car or or dropped the kids off at train and then went home, and then let you coach them because when you when you when you're at, when your kids are at school and they're in a math lesson the parent doesn't sit, stand over their shoulder and say oh no that that sums 150 plus 50 is 100 so not not 99 so they don't need to be telling the coach what to do with their player you entrust the coach to coach your kid um, how how they how you how they see fit so that's that's how it works you know so i think some sometimes you know parents can be like that but I think for, for Louis he needs to he needs to knuckle down and he needs to settle and, and maybe just be a little bit more patient with, with everything and, and, and take it from there because it like like um George said it's not over. You know, it's 20 years old as AVFC US says. There's there's plenty of time. Like some players don't come into their come into their grow into their body till they're 22, 23. Um so you know, wish him all the best. But I do think, like Dale said, I think it's probably more to do with us getting a fee for him um yeah. to, to move him on later on down the line. Unless he unless he bags 25 30 goals this season and absolutely smashes it in league two and gets him promoted to league
1: one. Um yeah, just, we'll one, uh, yeah, just a dad joke here from G- Gary. Who's his dad? Garrett. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> just just on to just onto a couple of other rumors, boys. Um I think there was a few in the chat there. I think saying that uh, Frank, is it Frank Kessie? Is that the player from Barcelona? Um, Duncan's asked, is it back on? Um, Another midfielder. And then people were asking about Tyler Adams again. What what do you think about the kind of central midfield area? Do you think we're all right in that? Or do you think we are still really on the lookout for another midfielder? Um, I think I, I th- there's a lot of pla- a lot of my friends are saying that Kessie is
1: amazing, um, but do we really need him? I th- I think we're sorted. I mean, if if someone's coming in, that means someone's on the go. But then again, we're after getting rid of the canvas. Samson's gone on loan, it looks like. So he's got any he? maybe yeah. the depth just for the depths of some players, perhaps. But I think we're pretty much set. I mean, if you look at our center midfielders, it's. Louise, Kamara, Ramsey, McGinn, Taylor, and Emil Wendy. So, like, that's six players already. You don't, you don't and need... And there's Eric Bottom that... still, still around as well. Exactly. And, you know, I just don't... I, I don't see it. Another midfielder coming in. A right back is one, I think, the least for Kei It looks like yeah, a striker. Is it that from lad from
0: Levante that we're interested in?
1: Marco Puga, I
0: don't know much about him. No. Um, It'd be oh, a munchy,
1: munchy sign in that, wouldn't it? But his release cost 5 million euros. So, yeah, or,
0: yeah. Um, what have we got here? It's more talk about Lou Barry. Adam said he fooled everyone, barely played at Barcelona Youth and even at West Bromsey if he didn't tear it up. Um, <laughs> a few people saying Barry <laughs> Manila, <laughs> <laughs> AVFC US. Any other Americans here? Joe Montana was on a new show because his son had a quarterback coach. Um, sometimes they don't want to hear it from dad. Exactly. Exactly. Like one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the game. It, he wouldn't listen to his his own dad. It's, so there you go. Um, Gary said Barca experience has probably damaged him, not the first. Um, yes. Dale said my dad was the best as he used to watch me. And he knew when I needed talking to during games, got me to a good semi-pro level, took me to training and traveled everywhere, Boston, London and Guernsey. There you go. See, that's what you, that's what you need. Um, Adam's saying we don't need another midfielder at this point. Garrison and our midfielder is stacked. Duncan says Kamara, injury-prone. Another CDM would be handy.
1: I don't think he's injury-prone. He probably got unlucky with the other injury because he was playing consistently with Marseille. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He just got two injuries, didn't he? But they
1: both kept him out for quite a while. Yeah, exactly. I think the second one, he was rushed back in. So it just it just aggravated his injury even more.
0: Yeah. AVFC US is exactly, if one comes in, I'll be worried that Louise is out. Sarko says, Dendonko and Katina will be off replaced with another. We've um, got Young Tim. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll come to your question, Marine Boy, because a couple of people have asked that. Um, US Crit says, we need a better backup keeper. Olsen doesn't instill confidence. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Yeah, we talked about bill Fris- Frisnader doing the rounds. Yeah, I think Frisnader is like 20 million, whereas bill will be 5.7. Sure. So... Yeah, that could be the could be the shout. I think we're doing with major signings, a young right back to come in, and I think that, that'll be it. Yeah, I, I agree. Maybe the keeper, maybe the keeper. Adam, he, do, he
2: doesn't seem bothered about changing. Um, he oh, doesn't, sorry, does he? If he doesn't. He, I think he quite he likes want.
0: him. Yeah, I think he quite likes him. Yeah. Um, one theory that I've got, lads, and you guys can, uh, you guys in the comments can, um, can uh, kind of run the rule over this theory, but I think. That what that Tottenham are still interested in Ollie Watkins. I think that Mane's got now going to um, this team Al Hilal in Saudi, definitely getting done thirty-seven million euros or something. Kane is going to go to Bayern Munich. I think Watkins is delaying his contract to see if Tottenham come in for him. And he's I could, an, He's I, an Arsenal man, though, isn't he? Yeah, but I
2: don't think he goes Spurs.
0: Yeah, he, that, I don't think that matters. Don't you reckon? Nah. nah. I, I, I no. I think that. I think I think I think I think he could be I think he could be holding out for Tottenham to come in for him.
2: Probably just try. He's probably just waiting to um for someone to come in and then he can just negotiate a bit of deal, can't he? I mean, I think he's in a great position at Villa at the minute after the season he's just had. It's just his mm-hmm. agents probably just saying, Listen, you, the power's with you at the moment. You don't need to rush. You know, see 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 if you can scramble a bit of interest, and then we'll negotiate a bigger bigger, pay, a bigger pay rise
1: when your new, new deal comes. I don't think it's nothing to worry about myself. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think, Martin? I don't think there's anything to worry about at all. I've not seen... I've not seen him lash out and saying I want to leave, I want to do this, I want to go to. the Champions League. I
0: don't mean anyone would do that, but I just think...
1: Uh, but you know, some players, they would, but like... You yeah, said...
0: yeah, yeah. Watkins wouldn't do that, but why... Why wouldn't you just sign the deal?
1: Maybe... Like, He's probably waiting to see if a new striker is going to come because if he thinks, right, they're going to bring in a big new striker and it looks like I might be second choice and be rotated, he might not have any of that and you could just look for a better deal. But if nobody does come in, then you're probably talking to signing a deal. Look at Luis, was it last year? He only had like a year left and he didn't sign a new deal until after the Crystal Palace game. Mm. So maybe things just take time. Maybe he's just focusing... On playing
0: this football, and maybe he's still obviously got another year or two on his contract. He probably yeah. wants to be the best player, best paid player at the club. I, well, just, I, just, I, just, I, just, I just worry, I just worry. Like this, I know there's a few people saying why Spurs we're better than them, but I, I do think they've still got a, a pull that's probably still higher than us at, at this yeah. present time. It's probably changing. Um, but yeah, um, do need to shout out Tristan. Who has uh, joined and become a, a member of the Villa Park Pod um, podcast? Uh, he is now a, a, an official Villa Park Pod follower. So, thank you so much, mate. It's much appreciated. Um, uh, so, yeah, great stuff there. In terms of comments on this, uh, what have we got? Um, Michael said he can't, no, he can't see that. Um, Gary said, Why? Because Spurs are worse than us. Nigel says, Watkins wants out, told you that for weeks. Um, Adam says, I don't think Watkins will go just because the club wouldn't let him. Getting a little late for us to sign a proper replacement. Um, Duncan said, If we buy Vlajevic, Watkins can go. AVFC US's Vlajevic. now that UAE's Juventus are out of UEFA, she'll come on to shortly. Watkins will be Spurs' main striker if Mane leaves but we can ask for £70 million knowing that Spurs have the money if they get what they want for Kane. Um, Adamski he said he's the top striker at Villa. Gary can't, Watkins can't expect to be number one. Um, Sarkis says, now the deal is a deal. He's waiting to see what else is in the market. Um, Captain Ravioli said, probably waiting to see the salaries of the new players coming in. And Gary said, we'll double our money with him. And yeah, Captain Ravioli says is a London club. Um, CC is in the house. Great to have you on board. It's in Watkins' negotiations' favour to hold off a little bit to see what kind of interest is out there. But if Watkins is seriously interested in Spurs, I would question his ambition. Um, Nigel said Watkins asked for a phone call during his celebration on the final day. There was no other reason than Watkins wants other options. That's clear. Um, Stephen Van Leer says Spurs have Richardson. Why would they need Watkins' lull? <laughs> 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 Martin Nicholas says, "Get rid of Watkins." Adam says, "Spurs might be a meme right now, but we're both still on the same level." Exactly. Yeah. Um, Vlaevic not exactly torn it up at Juve, so
2: yeah. I, I, I mean,
0: that. yeah, there's I, can't, a, there's... I can't
2: see it, boys. I'll, I'll say you now. I'll go out of my uh, limb. He will not join Spurs. I can't. I just can't see that.
0: Mm. Okay. Well, look, I, I, I did say in the last part. I, I, I kind of agree with you that. If a deal was to be done, if if a bid was to be made now, like you know, the the Harry Kane saga has been going on for the past three years, so everybody can go either. Yeah, it, well, you don't, you don't. Well, they're meant nah. to be meeting on Monday to discuss. So we'll see what happens. But I think, I think if anything's going on behind the scenes, then it could be that okay, he goes, we go for him, right? That could be, um, but. I do think that generally deals take a long time to go through, especially if a player isn't wanting to be sold by the club that are, that are, you know that he's at currently. So that could be in our favour. Obviously, we're at the we'd be then at the 31st, 1st of August stage. We'd be two weeks from the start, less than two weeks from the start of the season, and 30 days till the transfer window. So to get a so deal done that quickly would be very difficult.
2: I mean, United and Chelsea just holding probably that strikers, not
0: yeah, I'm just holding that little bit. When I heard the stats, you know, obviously, you know, the t- second half of the season, there was only um, only uh, Erling Haaland that scored at a better rate. Um, he was obviously he's obviously scored double figures in like every season in the, he's been in the Premier League. He's got that work rate. You know, it's why wouldn't why wouldn't one of those go- clubs go for him? and as people have said like he's in a quite a strong position we've obviously done what we can in terms of getting to europe and all that kind of stuff but yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see and we obviously get them we'll obviously get good money for him it's just yeah it's just that um
2: but he must just, like be, he must love playing for emery i mean like everything you've just said there why would he want to leave emery who has got him in the form of his career yeah,
0: exactly that 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 that'll be that'll be a shout that's definitely a shout um, Gary says, Kane is scared of Levy, must be. Sarko says, Watkins right. has, has turned into a one-in-two striker under Emery. Absolutely, mate, as, as George just said there. Adamski, Levy has been told to sell Kane. Lee says, why would Watkins go to that clown show? Come on, guys. <laughs> we say that, yeah. Sarko says, his next contract is the biggest that he'll get. Jam Jack, Kane for Watkins.
1: Um, I would do that on a if that would <laughs> <ever happen. laughs> you know,
0: Kane will sign a new deal and then another 50 to 100k a week more. He does it every year. He's got spurs over a barrel. That's, what, that's what I think. Um, and then Rachel agrees with Sarko. He'll, he'll check his options and make a decision. Well, look, yeah, true, true, true. Um, quick, uh, quick, over, well, other point I wanted to make. Uh, is I think it's been confirmed now that Juventus, I, I, I don't think they will appeal it because I can't see them wanting to go into the Europa Conference League. Yeah but we've now been confirmed that we are seeded in the playoff round draw, which I think becomes even more convoluted even when you're seeded. I think they put you in groups of seeded and unseeded teams, so you you don't necessarily get a, an unseeded team that is high, highly rated, because I think Fiorentina or something would be in the unseeded list. I and I don't think not. they'd want Villa to go against Fiorentina, so I think they even kind of, Pair people off in pair teams off in that situation, mm. but I guess it's good news that we're in that, that seeded side of the draw. Martin, you've been following it fairly closely. Um We might even yeah. move further up if is it Basel are in a bad position at the moment. They lost three one last night at
1: home. Yeah, three one to Tobel. Yeah, and if, if Tobel can get themselves over the line next week, then Astonville will move up. One place and Fiorentina then will be coming into the seeded place because then Basel will be seen as eliminated. That's what we need. So that's what we need. Potentially two teams now coming into the seeded place because of Juventus have been now banned. They're not going to appeal it because they don't want Conference football. They yeah. don't feel that they're bringing them back. Are they? Probably, but that's what happens when you mess with your own financial stuff and. You know, now with Basel losing 3-1 at the moment on Agria, Villa will go up one place, potentially to get an even easier draw. But as I said, it's the luck of the draw when it comes to this sort of stuff. And then Fiorentina will then come into the last seeded place. And obviously, depending on other results from different teams and their qualifying stages, that then we might go further and further up. So hopefully... But look, it's been confirmed we're in... To see the plate, I'm not too bothered by it because I feel like whoever we get in the draw, we're going to be them.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of Villa fans are panicking about Rapid Vienna, but yeah, I, I think we're doing this the... again, mate. Yeah, I know. I think no, we're in a totally different, different that, place right. to where, we were, where, where we were
1: then. To be <laughs> fair, shut up with Rapid Vienna. The last time me and George, <laughs> apart, the comments were going mad at me because everyone was investing <laughs> in Rapid Vienna. And I was telling <laughs> them to shut up. <laughs> Um, Adam
0: says whatever happens if we don't get far in Europe it'll be a letdown especially after West Ham won it as well like the pressure the pressure's been put on this conference league for uh, English team to win it so yeah the
2: gauntlet's been so, so late, is, is, that, is that it now so we're seeded and that's not going to change or will it still is it still, no, still going to change it. It? We,
0: we are we are definitely seeded I believe unless unless Juventus appeal it and then they win that appeal but like I said I can't see them appealing because I can't see them wanting to go into the yeah. conference league um, there
1: is high rumors that they're just willing to accept this. Yeah,
0: yeah, don't. yeah, exactly. Um, and then obviously, like Martin says, um, there were, there's various qualification rounds, and there's seeded and unseeded teams at the at the moment, or teams that would be seeded above us if they got through these qualification rounds. And Basel were one of those teams. They lost yesterday at home three one, um, and they had two players sent off, I believe. Um, so
2: when so I they, they don't want to be an it either.
0: Yeah, it looks like they don't want to be... So, obviously, when they play the away leg next week, um, they're going to have to win 3-0 to get through. Which, which, uh, What's the team they're playing against? Powerhouse of... Who they are called, Martin? I don't even know where... Oh, Tom... well, well, Basil, you, you or... Basil. Who are Basil playing? Oh, who do they I... lose against? You mentioned it before. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, European powerhouse that they are. Um, but okay. then there's another there's another qualifying round before the playoff round, um. So yeah, Adamski's asking when our first matches. I think it's towards the end of August, as Sarko said. I think it's like the last, like
1: something like the twenty, it's the twenty fourth and the thirty first of August, and the playoff draw will be on the seventh of August. That's right. The NHL... playoff
0: draws the seventh.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: And then it's the yeah, it's, it's end of end of August. Is it? Uh, let's
1: have yeah. a look here. so depending on what way the draw is we could already be basically it's to look at a draw either home on the 24th or our home on the 31st yeah so the draw will be on the 7th of August which we will hope to do something for you guys in that day so be sure to look out for that yeah, definitely, definitely will.
0: Um, Adam to Fiorentina, a decent. Gary said, just hope Stevenage aren't in it. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> Let's not count our chicken, says Marine boy. Does anyone remember the FA Cup? Dale thought I was doing the YMCA before when I was stretching. Yeah, definitely, mate. I just need the, um, just need the. He um, that helmet, on. yeah. Bricklayer's helmet, yeah. Um, Adam said, bring on Rapid Vienna. Just another curse for Emery to crush. Uh, Rachel said we have to treat the UECL with respect, it will be tough, absolutely uh, Gary said they're a Kazakh team, there we are Dale, Tob- oh. Dale with the knowledge and Gary with the knowledge, Tobol Kostani from Kazakhstan, there we go um, Stephen says why is this cup so confusing just chuck the name in the hat um, how do we watch these games if you, even if you can't go, I think it's on BT Sports T, on? T, TNT Sports That's now so I think, they'll, I think we'll be on um yeah. We'll
2: God, it was on. like channel channel five. The last time we were in Europe,
0: wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, remember that channel yeah, five. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <Jonathan> Pierce.
1: <laughs> definitely definitely. I don't know, we're media over here, boys, so
0: <laughs> okay. um few lads are saying uh Marine Boy asked, I think this will be the last question, I think, unless any any others come in. We're a villa with FFP, we've got to be sailing close to the wind. Shane and went. said, "Global Greg, saying we need to balance the books. Who would be gutted if we sold them? For me, it would be Dougie. Um, and like John, linking to that point, if we are to get an offer seventy-five million plus for either Martinez or Louise, do we try and replace them for FFP? Good profit there. Love the show as always. Cheers. So yeah, just just quickly on that, George, FFP wise, um, where 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 do you think we stand? Do we need to sell one of these big players if if a if a big bid comes in
2: well I I think the whole model has got to be based on doing that I'm not saying it's like an urgent requirement now but you know how much have we just done on the RB they're talking up to 50 million you know we keep getting different reports I think Villa are doing that on purpose they're not disclosing it to try and sort of keep the the heat off us as such but I would say that we've got to be pretty close to it and I think like as I just said the model has got to be sell sell while that sell while it's hot if you know what I mean like Martin is now as a prime premium value, a Watkins is, a Louise is, so I wouldn't be o- overly shocked if that was to happen. Obviously, you've got to get the bid in first from someone, but again, you don't want to destabilize your squad, though, do you? I mean, we've just we've got an exciting season coming up. where are high expectations, a, a European campaign, so you don't want to weaken yourselves. But at the end of the day, it is a business, and we we you know we can't forget that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Martin does kind of selling the likes of Nakamba, whether we got anything for a Wesley. Obviously, um Keenan Davis is gonna is gonna go for between four and seven million. Uh one or two, like I think the loan fee was something like two, two million or something for um for Sanson and it could go to another five million next year. Like, does that kind of um tot up in terms of like the the amounts of money that you can get for some of the fringe players does that top up and and kind of help us stave off that ffp uh slightly
1: well first of all thank you for rubbing the salt in the wound by mentioning the canva has gone sorry uh, no <laughs> uh, nah, it'll always be in our hearts mate yeah, mm, yeah. goodbye my lover Thanks, <laughs> <beloved>. uh, <laughs> uh i i think selling players at like seven ten million pounds at a time is fine like we sold the king davis he probably go for five i say then we sold obviously on to two let's say seven there's there's 12 Um, the camber was an undisclosed fee so whatever that much is so you're looking at nearly probably half the cost of about torres so mm-hmm. i think it does balance the books in some ways I, I do think there will be another few to go so like but you also have to remember it's not just transfer fees it's wage bills yeah. So when we take players out of the wage bills, that's probably worth a lot more than the transfer fee in terms of their contract. So like someone like a Coutinho, who's probably on 140 grand a week, if you got rid of him, that's a huge wage bill gone.
2: And yeah. Coutinho, if you got rid of him, one I'm ahead. expecting to happen, is Coutinho. If someone comes in, they'll, they won't be there. they'll just get rid of him straight away.
1: I think so, and I think that will happen. I'm against neither selling them nor keeping them. So, And if you've got rid of a Digna, who's on 163 grand... That's another thing as well. So, wage bills comes into this. It's not just selling players for four or five million at a time. It's like, I oh, had yeah, that balance of the book. You have to look at their wage bill, right? Their wage is actually a lot more than the transfer fee. So, it, that also plays into the game. Like, look at Chelsea giving some boys nine year contracts because FFP was going on a three year span. So, like, this is what it is. So, they're obviously yeah. looking at the players' contracts. <laughs>
2: they're getting Lester, rid of it. Leicester, Everton, Wolves, all in. You
0: know, yeah,
1: the Wolves are, are in real trouble, aren't they? Yeah. Real to everyone, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I they kind of bought Every Wolves for me, bought individuals, they didn't buy a team, you know, they, they kind of went out for like that player, that player, that player. But then, players are players that were the standout in their team. And now, you point getting the standout lads in a team, it's ego in a dressing room, it's just not going to happen, it's not going to work. You don't play for each other, then you'd always want to see in the dress room maybe maximum of two to three lads with egos that they are the alphas in the team. And for us it'd probably be Dolph Louise, Emmy Martinez, and John McGinn. No, not really John McGinn, maybe Ollie Watkins. Like you only need three lads that want to improve the team where Wolves bought individuals. They bought Neves, they bought Matinho, they got Costa, these are lads that were their stars in football teams previous. Where everything, Onana, who else, Richarlison from Watford, you know, they were getting players of individual status, not team players, which is what has messed them up and giving them big wages. Oh yeah, we'll give you this, we'll give you that. It just doesn't work when you get individual players. So you need to be building a squad, and that's exactly what Bill has been doing the last few years is building a squad. Yeah, I think I think also
0: like I mean, I don't want to get into like too much talking about other clubs because I I don't know full situations. But I think where maybe Wolves have kind of um, fallen beyond that line of FFP is the fact that they haven't necessarily pushed their youth team as as much. Obviously, I know they got Morgan Gibbs-White and they got good money for him. But... When you look at the quality that's come through our youth, obviously we got a hundred million for Jack, which which is that's what un- saved it, which is unheard of, really. Yeah, um, then you get t- then you get twenty million, twenty million there. for yeah, Chukmecca. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 still though what Wolves done. What Wolves did really was sign a load of young players from Portugal. They obviously linked with an agent and signed all their young players from Portugal, which can work for you. It can get you into
2: Europe. But I don't know how sustainable that is, obviously. So this, this is what I'm saying, Martin. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Rich. Where they've had uh, Neves and all that, what they should have done really is had a couple of years. Oh, I'm saying that they've just sold Neves for big money. Yeah. But when they've signed four or five of them, like a Raul Jimenez and that, the model really should have been is sell them at their peak and then double your money or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But when they've, only, yeah they've got them.
0: five million, haven't they, for Jimenez? Exactly. I know, obviously, yeah. they couldn't have legislated for his injury, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, it's... It's it, it, some of them like Willy Bolly. I think he went for like three or something to Forest, and at one point he was brilliant. Like, yeah, you know, I think where Chelsea get away with it is they're selling all of their academy players now. <laughs> so, like, Gallagher, no Chelsea. Kind of
1: yeah,
0: like yeah. yeah Conor Gallagher's gonna go for like 30, 40 million. Loftus Cheek's gonna go for like 15, 20 million. I think that the one Callum Hudson Hudson Adoy for four million is, is crazy when you think he was. Yeah, he's going to Fulham. For, well, I think yeah. it's going to be between four and ten million that they're going to. Yeah, he's going to end up
1: going for. I think he's going to be going for a lot more because Chelsea rejected forty million from him there recently. Off by yeah. Who for Hudson Adoy? No, Conor Gallagher. Oh, oh they, Gallagher, yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, around that ballpark. But Hudson Doy, I mean, that, he was he was like fifty million or
2: something at one point. Yeah, what's happened um, there? Then that, that sounds uh, really, really low. Maybe they just need him off the bill. Uh,
1: Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea. ruined them. This is the business problem with Chelsea when you bring in. This is in the Abrahamic era, obviously, the chop and change of managers that this player looks good under him, but then when a the new manager comes in, he doesn't look But all of a sudden then he's dropped and then a new player comes in. Like, look, I, t- I say this is the perfect example. Victor Moses, one year, probably the best wing back in the league. Yeah, and the company like when they the won the league, league wasn't it? Yeah. As oh, soon as a new manager comes in, Victor Moses is back to mediocre, never to be heard of again.
0: Like, yeah, he went he went to
1: Besiktas or something, or oh, glass that's all right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, look, I mean, Chelsea
0: had that as a bit of a business model for them in terms of, uh, you know, signing, and farming out young players, and they used to they'd sell a player that had been on loan for three years, never touched the first team for like twenty odd million. Um, but I do, I do think the days of that are gone. But I mean, Saudi Saudi Arabia seems to be kind of hoovering uh-huh. up. Hoovering up those, that seems to be the way of, of selling players for, for over the odds. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll, that, that's for another day. A few comments to finish off. Um, Captain uh, says, still got plenty of FFP credit in the bank from the Jack sale. Rachel said, I don't think it will be this year for me, more likely next year. Carl says, don't think FFP is an issue this year. Maybe next year, though, we will really have to think about a sale. Um, Adamski says, how did Chelsea get to spend 600 million, but Villa can't spend 80 million? It's revenue. It's, it's, it's revenue brought in. in. We don't bring enough revenue in Chelsea no. bring like like they've had no. legacy, legacy, legacy is legacy of, of money brought in. We we are just starting now. And trips to America, trips to Australia, um extending the ground. I know it's I know it's controversial, but adding these things in where you have to pay extra money for certain like statuses within the ground. All that's going to help and it's just it's just the way the way it is we have to if we can prove that we've increased our revenues by 15 20 percent then that helps us on an FFP level and um, Dale said the wages that will help us Wesley was on a good wage um, uh, Chelsea blew that in January Gary said five-year contract may help with DRB yep Geordie said Chelsea have a massive Academy of overpriced players. Whose value they use, yep, definitely. Wesley it was 50k a week, the 40k a week, that all adds. Oh. Um Gary said, How does FFP work in Saudi then? I think yeah. they've got their own, I think they've got their own rules, mate. Uh Duncan said wolves delegation material. Um FFP's UA for Saudis yeah. won't care. Yep, exactly. Dale says on the Corona, Rich. Yep, mate, got a nice, nice bottle of Corona. Other other beer brands uh, are available though, so. Yeah, on those for tonight. To to boys Malibu and Coke for him. Nice drink. Nice, my <laughs> wife's favourite. Dale. So I don't know what that says. Um, Captain Ravio says Buendia. dia. Uh, Michael said Sadio Abbey don't have FFP. Uh, Adamski. It's annoying because Chelsea Villa were of similar size before Abramovich. Yeah. Uh,
2: there was no rules back then, though, were there? Yeah. The difference.
0: Uh, Wolves, Everton to struggle. Um, Dale said Wolves had to pull the plug of buying Alex Scott from Bristol City as they can't afford him. Mind Jeez, the gap, he's, good. he's really good. That Alex Scott, he's really good. I've seen him a few times. Um, Rachel said Wolves made such bad decisions financially. Cunha, for example, loaned with a mandatory buy option. I believe it's the same value as Neves. Wow, didn't
2: they bang like 35 million on that? Um, Fabio Silva and then loaned him out as well.
1: Yeah, he's at like
2: Andelect or something. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, bad yeah.
1: kind of business. Like $35 million for an 18-year-old that
0: no one's ever heard of. There you go. See, Dal? There we are, Mrs. May. It. It's a good drink, mate. It's a good drink. Uh, Gary said, uh, I'm the Cocktails Cuba Libra. Wow, nice. Nice.
1: Uh, okay, boys. Beer, uh, so. so, ladies and gentlemen, get your local
0: looks. Yeah, here <laughs> you are. Other brands are available as well. Um, lads, we've been going for an hour and a half. It felt, It's absolutely flown by, and we've kept... Over 100 people watching throughout the whole show. I mean, that is just crazy. But um, we're going to have to call it a night. I'm sure we'll be back. Uh, I want to be probably back Sunday night just to react to that Brentford game and fans forum will be back Sunday night. So keep your eyes on that, guys, for that show. Um, As I say, always don't forget to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Well on the way to, uh, to over 2,100, on the road to 3K now, guys. So you can help us do that. By hitting that like button, hitting that subscribe button. Don't forget to watch my video to be in with a chance of winning the home shirt, which is shown there, or the new away shirt, which is on there. All you need to do is watch the video uh, that I did earlier today, like it, comment on it, and make sure you subscribe to the channel. Boys, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Great to have you on. As always, everyone, please remember, we all follow the villa. Thanks all.